This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Le Mort d'Arthur, Volume 1, by Sir Thomas Mallory. Book 7, Chapters 27 to 31. Chapter 27 and then there came with king arthur sir gawaine agravaine gaheris his brethren and then his nephews sir owain le blanchemain and sir aglovale sir tor sir percival de galis and sir lamorac de galis then came sir launcelot de lac with his brethren nephews and cousins as sir lionel sir hector de marie sir bors de ganis and sir Galodin, Sir Galihud, and many more of Sir Launcelot's blood, and Sir Dinadan, Sir Lacotmalte, his brother, a good knight, and Sir Sagramor, a good knight, and all the most part of the round table. Also there came with King Arthur these knights, the King of Ireland, King Agrisans, and the King of Scotland, King Carados, and King Uriens of the land of Gore, and King Bagdemagus, and his son Sir Meliaganus, and Sir Galahol, the noble prince, all these kings, princes, and earls, barons, and other noble knights, as Sir Brandil, Sir Uvain le Savoutre, and Sir Kay, Sir Bedivere, Sir Meliot de Logre, Sir Petipas of Winchelsea, Sir Godelake, all these came with King Arthur, and more that cannot be rehearsed. Now leave we of these kings and knights, and let us speak of the great array that was made within the castle and about the castle for both parties. The lady Dame Lioness ordained great array upon her part for her noble knights, for all manner of lodging and victual that came by land and by water, that there lacked nothing for her party, nor for the other, but there was plenty to be had for gold and silver for King Arthur and his knights. And then there came the harbingers from King Arthur for to harbour him, and his kings, dukes, earls, barons, and knights. And then Sir Gareth prayed Dame Lioness, and the Red Knight of the Red Lawns, and Sir Persant, and his brother, and Sir Gringamore, that in no wise there should none of them tell not his name, and make no more of him than that of the least knight that there was. For he said, I will not be known of neither more nor less, neither at the beginning, neither at the ending. Then Dame Lioness said unto Sir Gareth, Sir, I will lend you a ring, but I would pray you, as you love me heartily, let me have it again when the tournament is done. For that ring increaseth my beauty much more than it is of himself. And the virtue of my ring is that, that is green, it will turn to red, and that is red, it will turn in likeness to green, and that is blue, it will turn to likeness of white, and that is white, it will turn in likeness to blue, and so it will do of all manner of colours. Also, who that beareth my ring shall lose no blood, and for great love I will give you this ring. Gramercy, said Sir Gareth, mine own lady, for this ring is passing meet to for me, 
for it will turn all manner of likeness that I am in, and that shall cause me that I shall not be known. Then Sir Gringamore gave Sir Gareth a bay courser that was a passing good horse. Also he gave him good armor and sure, and a noble sword that sometimes Sir Gringamore's father won upon a heathen tyrant. And so thus every knight made him ready to that tournament. And King Arthur was come two days to fore the assumption of Our Lady, and there was all manner of royalty of all minstrelsy that might be found. Also there came Queen Guinevere and the Queen of Orkney, Sir Gareth's mother. And upon the assumption day, when mass and matins were done, there were heralds with trumpets commanded to blow to the field. And so there came out Sir Epinogrus, the king's son of Northumberland, from the castle, and there encountered with him Sir Sagramor le Desirou, and either of them brake their spears to their hands. And then came Sir Palamides out of the castle, and there encountered with him Gawain, and either of them smote other so hard that both the good knights and their horses fell to the earth, and then knights of either party rescued their knights. And then came in Sir Saphir and Sir Segward Rides, brethren to Sir Palamides, and there encountered Sir Agravain with Sir Saphir, and Sir Gaheris encountered with Sir Segwarides. So Sir Saphir smote down Agravain, Sir Gawain's brother, and Sir Segwarides, Sir Saphir's brother. And Sir Malagrin, a knight of the castle, encountered with Sir Uvain, Le Blanchman, and there Sir Uwain gave Sir Malagrin a fall, that he had almost broke his neck. Chapter 28 Then Sir Brian de Lisle and Grammar Grammersome, knights of the castle, encountered with Sir Aglovale and Sir Tor, and Sir Tor smote down Sir Grammar Grammersome to the earth. Then came in Sir Carados of the Dolores Tower, and Sir Turkin, knights of the castle, and there encountered with them Sir Percivale de Galis and Sir Lamorac de Galis, that were two brethren. And there encountered Sir Percivale with Sir Carados, and either brake their spears unto their hands, and then Sir Turkin with Sir Lamorac, and either of them smote down others, horse and all, to the earth, and either parties rescued other, and horsed them again. And Sir Arnold and Sir Gauter, knights of the castle, encountered with Sir Brandils and Sir Kay, and these four knights encountered mightily, and brake their spears to their hands. Then came in Sir Tristram, Sir Sadoc, and Sir Dinas, knights of the castle, and there encountered Sir Tristram with Sir Bedivere, and there Sir Bedivere was smitten to the earth, both horse and man. And Sir Sadoc encountered with Sir Petipas, and there Sir Sadoc was overthrown. And there Uvain les Avoutres smote down Sir Dinas the Seneschal. Then came in Sir Persant of Inde, a knight of the castle, and there encountered with him Sir Launcelot du Lac, and there he smote Sir Persant, horse and man, to the earth. Then came Sir Pertolepe from the castle, and there encountered with him Sir Lionel, and there Sir Petulepe, the green knight, smote down Sir Lionel, brother to Sir Launcelot. All this was marked by noble heralds, who bear him best, and their names. 
and then came into the field Sir Persimons, the Red Knight, Sir Persant's brother. That was a knight of the castle, and he encountered with Sir Ector de Marie, and either smote other so hard that both their horses and they fell to the earth. And then came in the Red Knight of the Red Lawns, and Sir Gareth from the castle, and there encountered with them Sir Bore de Ganis and Sir Bleoberis, and there the Red Knight and Sir Bore either smote other so hard that their spears brast, and their horses fell scrovelling to the earth. Then Sir Bleoberis brake his spear upon Sir Gareth, but of that stroke Sir Bleoberis fell to the earth. When Sir Galadin saw that, he bade Sir Gareth keep him, and Sir Gareth smote him to the earth. Then Sir Galihud got a spear to avenge his brother, and in the same wise Sir Gareth served him. And Sir Dinadan and his brother, La Cote Maltail, and Sir Sagramor le Desirou, and Sir Dordinas le Savage, all these he bare down with one spear. When King Agvisance of Ireland saw Sir Gareth fare so, he marvelled what he might be that one time seemed green, and another time at his again coming he seemed blue. And thus at every course that he rode to and fro he changed his colour, so that there might neither king nor knight have ready cognizance of him. Then Sir Agvisance, the king of Ireland, encountered with Sir Gareth, and there Sir Gareth smote him from his horse, saddle and all. And then came King Carados of Scotland, and Sir Gareth smote him down horse and man, and in the same wise he served King Uriens of the land of Gore. And then came in Sir Bagdemagus, and Sir Gareth smote him down horse and man to the earth, and Bagdemagus' son Meliganus brake a spear upon Sir Gareth mightily and knightly. And then Sir Galahalt, the noble prince, cried on high, Knight with the many colours, well hast thou jousted, now make thee ready, that I may joust with thee. Sir Gareth heard him, and he gat a great spear, and so they encountered together, and there the prince brake his spear, but Sir Gareth smote him upon the left side of the helm, that he reeled here and there, and he had fallen down, had not his men recovered him. So God me help! said King Arthur, that same knight with the many colours is a good knight. Wherefore the king called unto him Sir Launcelot, and prayed him to encounter with that knight. Sir, said Launcelot, I may well find in my heart, for to forbear him as at this time, for he hath had travail enough this day, and when a good knight doth so well upon some day, it is no good knight's part to let him of his worship, and namely, when he sees a knight hath done so great labour, for peradventure, said Sir Launcelot, his quarrel is here this day, and peradventure he is best beloved with this lady of all that be here, for I see well he paineth him, and enforces him to do great deeds. And therefore, said Sir Launcelot, as for me, this day he shall have the honour, though it lay in my power to put him from it, I would not. Chapter Twenty Nine. Then, when this was done, there was drawing of swords, and there began a sore tournament, and there did Sir Lamorak marvellous deeds of arms, and betwixt Sir Lamorak and Sir Ironside 
that was the Red Knight of the Red Lawns, there was strong battle, and betwixt Sir Palamides and Bleobris there was a strong battle, and Sir Gawaine and Sir Tristram met, and there Sir Gawaine had the worse, for he pulled Sir Gawaine from his horse, and there he was long upon foot and defouled. Then came in Sir Launcelot, and he smote Sir Turkin, and he him, and then came Sir Carados his brother, and both at once they assailed him, and he as the most noblest knight of the world worshipfully fought with them both, that all men wondered of the noblesse of Sir Launcelot. And then came in Sir Gareth, and knew that it was Sir Launcelot that fought with the two perilous knights. And then Sir Gareth came with his good horse, and hurtled them in sunder, and no stroke would he smite to Sir Launcelot, that espied Sir Launcelot, and deemed it should be the good knight Sir Gareth. And then Sir Gareth rode here and there, and smote on the right hand and on the left hand, and all the folk might well espy where that he rode. And by fortune he met with his brother Sir Gawain, and there he put Sir Gawain to the worse, for he put off his helm, and so he served five or six knights of the round table, that all men said he put him in the most pain, and best he did his devoir. For when Sir Tristram beheld him how he first jousted, and after fought so well with a sword, then he rode unto Sir Ironside, and to Sir Persant of Inde, and asked them by their faith, what manner a knight is yonder knight that seems in so many diverse colours? Truly, meseems, said Tristram, that he putteth himself in great pain, for he never ceaseth. What ye not what he is? said Sir Ironside. No, said Sir Tristram. Then shall ye know that this is he that loves the lady of the castle, and she him again. And this is he that won me when I besieged the lady of this castle, and this is he that won Sir Persant of Indy, and his three brethren. What is his name? said Sir Tristram, and of what blood is he come? He was called in the court of King Arthur, Beaumain, but his right name is Sir Gareth of Orkney, brother to Sir Gawain. By my head, said Sir Tristram, he is a good knight, and a big man of arms, and if he be young, he shall prove a full noble knight. He is but a child, they all said, and of Sir Launcelot he was made knight. Therefore he is mickle the better, said Tristram. And then Sir Tristram, Sir Ironside, Sir Persant, and his brother rode together for to help Sir Gareth, and then there were given many strong strokes. And then Sir Gareth rode out on to the one side to amend his helm, and then said his dwarf, Take me your ring, that ye lose it not while that ye drink. And so when he had drunk, he gat on his helm, and eagerly took his horse and rode into the field, and left his ring with his dwarf. And the dwarf was glad that the ring was from him, for then he wist well he should be known. And then when Sir Gareth was in the field, all folks saw him well and plainly that he was in yellow colours. And there he raised of helms, and pulled down knights, that King Arthur had marvelled what knight he was, for the king saw by his hair that it was the same knight. CHAPTER thirty. But before he was in so many colours, and now he is but in one colour, that is yellow. Now go, said King Arthur, 
unto diverse heralds, and ride about him, and espy what manner knight he is, for I have spared of many knights this day that be upon his party, and all say they know him not. And so an herald rode nigh Gareth as he could, and there he saw written about his helm in gold, This helm is Sir Gareth of Orkney. Then the herald cried, as he were wood, and many heralds with him, This is Sir Gareth of Orkney in the yellow arms, whereby all kings and knights of Arthur's beheld him and awaited. And then they pressed all to behold him, and ever the herald cried, This is Sir Gareth of Orkney, King Lot's son. And when Sir Gareth espied that he was discovered, then he doubled his strokes, and smote down Sir Sagramore and his brother Sir Gawain. O oh, brother, said Sir Gawain, I weened ye would not have stricken me. So when he heard him say so, he thrang there and there, and so with great pain he got out of the press, and there he met with his dwarf. O oh, boy, said Sir Gareth, thou hast beguiled me foul this day, that thou kept my ring. Give it to me anon again, that I may hide my body withal. And so he took it him, and then they all wist not where he was become. And Sir Gawain had in manner espied where Sir Gareth rode, and then he rode after him with all his might. That espied Sir Gareth, and rode lightly into the forest, that Sir Gawain wist not where he was become. And when Sir Gareth wist that Sir Gawain was past, he asked the dwarf of his best counsel. Sir, said the dwarf, meseemeth it were best now that ye are escaped from spying, that ye send my lady Dame Lioness her ring. It is well advised, said Sir Gareth. Now have it here, and bear it to her, and say that I recommend me unto her good grace, and say her I will come when I may, and I pray her to be true and faithful to me as I will be to her. Sir, said the dwarf, it shall be done as ye command. And so he rode his way, and did his errand unto the lady. Then she said, Where is my knight, Sir Gareth? Madam, said the dwarf, he bade me say that he would not be long from you, and so lightly the dwarf came again unto Sir Gareth, that would full fain have had a lodging, for he had need to be reposed. And then fell there a thunder and a rain, as heaven and earth should go together, and Sir Gareth was not a little weary, for of all that day he had had but little rest, neither his horse nor he. So this Sir Gareth rode so long in that forest, until the night came and ever it lightened and thundered as it had been wood. At the last, by fortune, he came to a castle, and there he heard the weights upon the walls. Chapter 31 Then Sir Gareth rode unto the barbican of the castle, and prayed the porter fair to let him into the castle. The porter answered ungoodly again, and said, Thou gettest no lodging here, Fair sir, say not so, for I am a knight of King Arthur's, and pray the lord or the lady of this castle to give me harbour for the love of King Arthur. Then the porter went unto the duchess, and told her how there was a knight of King Arthur's would have harbour. Let him in, said the duchess, for I will see that knight, and for King Arthur's sake he shall not be harbourless. Then she yewed up into a tower over the gate, with great torchlight. 
When Sir Gareth saw that torchlight, he cried on high, Whether thou be lord or lady, giant or champion, I take no force so that I may have harbour this night, and if it so be that I must needs fight, spare me not to mourn when I have rested me, for both I and mine horse be weary. Sir knight, said the lady, thou speakst knightly and boldly, but wit thou well the lord of this castle loveth not King Arthur, nor none of his court, for my lord hath ever been against him. And therefore thou were better not to come within this castle, for an thou come in this night thou must come in under such form, that wheresomever thou meet my lord, by stig or by street, thou must yield thee to him as prisoner. Madam, said Sir Gareth, what is your lord, and what is his name? Sir, my lord's name is the Duke de la Rose. Well, madam, said Sir Gareth, I shall promise you in what place I meet your lord, I shall yield me unto him, and to his good grace. With that I understand he will do me no harm, and if I understand that he will, I will release myself, and I can with my spear and my sword. Ye say well, said the Duchess, and then she let the drawbridge down, and so he rode into the hall, and there he alighted, and his horse was led into a stable, and in the hall he unarmed him, and said, Madam, I will not out of this hall this night, and when it is daylight, let's see who will have ado with me, he shall find me ready. Then was he set unto supper, and had many good dishes. Then Sir Gareth list well to eat, and nightly he ate his meat, and eagerly. There was many a fair lady by him, and some said they never saw a goodlier man, nor so well of eating. Then they made him passing a good cheer, and shortly when he had supped his bed was made there, so he rested him all night. And on morn he heard mass, and brake his fast, and took his leave at the duchess, and at them all and thanked her goodly of her lodging, and of his good cheer, and then she asked him his name. Madam, he said, Truly, my name is Gareth of Orkney, and some men call me Beaumain. Then knew she well it was the same knight that fought for Dame Lioness. So Sir Gareth departed, and rode up into a mountain, and there met him a knight, his name was Sir Bendelain, and said to Sir Gareth, Thou shalt not pass this way, for either thou shalt joust with me, or else be my prisoner. Then I will joust, said Sir Gareth, and so they let their horses run, and there Sir Gareth smote him throughout the body. And Sir Bendelaine rode forth to his castle there beside, and there died. So Sir Gareth would have rested him, and he came riding to Bendelaine's castle. Then his knights and servants espied that it was he that had slain their lord. Then they armed twenty good men, and came out and assailed Sir Gareth. And so he had no spear but his sword, and put his shield afore him. And there they brake their spears upon him, and they assailed him passingly sore. But ever Sir Gareth defended him as a knight. End of Book 7, Chapters 27 to 31 of Le Mort d'Atour, Volume 1, by Sir Thomas Mallory. 
read by Lars Rolander.